Hello everyone, welcome to News, Movies, and Anything, Episode 2. So, first of all, my name is Kevin, and I'm joined at the table today by Mr. Matt Mangone Jr. from last week. How's it going? Um, so, everyone called out last minute, or couldn't make it, so... Um, it's just me and Matt this week, we're gonna have other people. Um, we're gonna... Uh, keep to our Monday release schedule. Sunday or Monday, not sure. One of those days you will expect to release, though. We'll have something up on Monday, a little late this week. But uh, at least we're going to get something. So that's um, all I have in uh, introductions and housekeeping, Matt. You have anything to say? Any? All right, so, um, yeah, so just me and Matt today. Low on people today, so uh, it's probably just going to be a little sh- shorter today. So... Yeah, that's all I got. Um, don't forget, uh, you can see us on about six or seven websites at this point. Uh, don't, if On the websites, you can uh, review us. Mm-hmm. Other than that, let's get started. So, our first news story has to do with the box office at Avengers. So, yeah, as we know, our we go uh, news, movies, and then anything... On our segments. Um, So, let's get started on the news. Okay, this is from Verity.com. This is uh, Box Office Avengers debut was even bigger than initially reported. So, let's get started and read that. And we'll talk about it. I'll read a little bit, and if you want to read more about it, uh, you can. So... Box office, Avengers Endgame debut was even bigger than initially reported. Everyone knows opening for Avengers Endgame was going to be massive, but it turns out the team's super epic scored an even bigger debut than originally reporting, blowing out to an unprecedented $356 million in North America and $866 million overseas. Though the fi- the final tally won't be confirmed until midday, Disney said on Monday that the ticket sales surpassed Sunday's estimate of three hundred million at the domestic box office and eight hundred fifty nine initially eight hundred fifty nine million initially. Endgame. Yeah, that's about it. I think current phase of the made history made a historical opening weekend. Uh, it's uh, set to surpass the 1.2 globally in its opening weekend. So we'll, we're going to stop, talk about it a little bit. Um, uh, so Matt, what do you think? Are, are you surprised with the numbers that they're releasing that they made so much money off of one weekend? Yeah, I was surprised. I mean, that's those are big numbers there. So, I mean, if you look at anything... We all knew this movie was going to be big. But did we know that this movie was going to be this big? We knew the pre-sales were insane. You couldn't get tickets anywhere. There were some theaters that were running 24 hours on the clock. There were, yeah, I saw 3 a.m. showings. Yeah, most of them were sold out. Yeah, it was crazy. huge lines. So, uh, yeah, I think it's going to be Avatar in the all-time box office. Do you think so, Matt? Yeah, I, think I think it will so become the top-grossing movie of all time. Do you think? Yeah. I just don't become see... one of the top... Movies, yeah, it's got to be because it's saying it's surpassing records. What 
And then if, if it's even surpassing records by that much opening weekend, we got to expect it to um, get even bigger. But um, I think the only way they're going to lose money is that they that Disney, like we said last week, is running the box office. It is running the box office. They are releasing like nine movies in one year. And at one point, you got to think, oh, you're going to be taking movies away from each other, money, because you're releasing so much. They don't have big competition right now. If we look through, and off the top of my head, what they have this week, uh, this month, you had Dumbo, Captain Marvel, um, Endgame, Spider-Man Far From Home, you got Lion King, you got Aladdin coming out, you got Toy Story 4 coming out, you got, I'm trying, you got Star Wars Episode 9 coming out. So that's eight movies. Oh, they they just released their Disney Nature Penguins movie. So they've released nine movies off the top of my head in one year. It it's insane. That that's like a that's that's like a um, almost a monthly release because that's all I can get off my top of the head. I'm sure that I'm missing a couple that they're releasing, but I mean, yeah, they they're gonna definitely run the box office this year. I don't see anyone. Coming close to beating them in the box office this year. Do you agree, Matt? Yeah, I agree. All right, I think it's enough for that story. So, um, the next thing we're going to do is do our second news story. And open that up. So, yeah, just Matt's pulling up the news story real quick. So, uh, the next news story has to do with Joe Biden and him running and what we think about that and what they are saying. So, let me just get that up since I have the other one up. Yeah. Um, okay, I'm kind of against the decision of Joe Biden running for the Democratic Party. Okay. Here, I found the story. So here we go. This is from NBC News. Sorry about that, guys. It's a little hard to find. Um, Biden is the Democratic frontrunner, but a vulnerable one. This is what we know. We're going to read a little bit. We're going to talk about Biden as a politician and his past and if we think he'll win the nomination and who we are for in this 2020 election. So let's just start with this. Washington, uh, Joe Biden's first 96 hours as a candidate sums up his place right now in the 2020 Democratic field. Number one, Biden raised $6.3 million in his first 24 hours just a little bit long, released over uh, the Washington Post and ABC poll released over the weekend, him leading the pack on an open-ended worst-care question. But the same poll found the majority of the Democrats responding 54, saying that they had no preference. Okay, so there's a little more on this story. So what they're saying is, in his first 24 hours of running, he's already become the front-runner. And we kind of figured this, you know, he was a known person... I mean, 
20, uh, in 2016, everyone thought he was going to run. And I think if he would have ran in 2016, uh, he would have won. But I don't think he's going to win 2020. I don't. If you have 22 candidates running, yeah, the Republican Party had a lot of people running last year. Uh, in 2016, I mean. But they never had this many. We're, already, we're not even the year of the election yet. And we're already at like 23 candidates. Something insane like that. And I think Joe Biden's past his prime. If he would have came in in 2016, he would have been definitely getting it. I think right now he's got the support because he just released. But a lot of people are going to leave his support. And to be honest, I just don't see Trump losing in 2020. I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm not a huge Trump supporter. But... I just don't see him losing to any of them in 2020. Do you, Matt? Yeah, I don't see Trump losing to anyone. I mean, I'm not a liberal or Republican or any of that. I just can't see him losing the Biden if he runs. Yeah, I agree. Joe Biden is out of his prime. I mean, after this whole mis- misconduct, I just don't see him winning anymore and push- 22 people running. They're going to divide their party so much. So, I mean, he might win the primary, but I don't think he'll win the general election. So, that's just our prediction. We have anything else to say on this topic, Matt? Nope. All right, guys. So, we're going to take a little break here. And uh, and we're going to get right back into the next segment. Thanks. Okay, hello, everyone. We're back from our little break. Uh, from news, movies, and anything. Episode 2. All right, so we're on to our next segment. We just did our news. Not too many big news stories that we had to talk about, but um, here we go. We're going to talk about our movie segment, and the first thing we are doing is Avengers Endgame. If you have not seen it, we are going to spoil. So if you have to skip this segment or skip half of it because after this, we're not going to go into so much detail because everyone's doing reviews on Endgame. Everyone is. So we're going to do a little bit of a review, a little bit of a spoiler, and then we're going to do something else fun, ranking our top five MCU characters. So stay tuned for that. If you're going to skip this segment, only sk- I'll tell you probably around the six-minute mark, seven-minute mark, come back in. So um, that's that. So let's move on and right, go into our spoiler review. So if you have not seen it, this is the time. To fast forward in the video, we are reviewing Avengers Endgame and what we thought about it. And all right, we're going to start with Mr. Matt Mangone. So, Matt, remember, you are allowed to spoiler. Go ahead. What did you think of the movie overall? And yeah, I yeah. thought it was a good movie. I liked it, even though Iron Man dies towards the end. And, um,. Black Widow dies. So what we're going to do is we're going to talk about the beginning, the middle, and the end. I'm going to start the discussion off. That was just Matt's general um, discussion there. So we're going to start with the beginning and what we thought. So movie opens up, Iron Man's in space with Nebula. So in the trailer, they played it like that was going to be such a big part of the movie. But it wasn't. So So Captain Marvel out of nowhere comes, saves him. They regroup. Tony's in bad shape. Then they go and they... They're like, out of nowhere, they go and they say, we're going to go kill Thanos because of the other snap. We get there, and I think this was the biggest shock to me in the movie this far. They killed Thanos in like the first 10, 15 minutes of this movie. Oh, Weren't you shocked? I thought they were going to kill him like later on. 
So yeah, at, at that point, we're like, oh my god, this movie is going to be epic. We don't know what is going to happen. Yeah, me too. So, some time passes. The five-year jump, I was also not expecting. They all adjust their time. Nobody expected it. Even Tony Stark had a kid. Yeah, that, that was, was shocking. That was shocking. He already had a kid. They really adapted this five years. So at this point, I still don't understand. There's a couple plot holes we have to go over here. Why in the world would Tony Stark, after he just had a kid, decide to listen to Black Widow, Captain America, knowing that he has a good chance of leaving his kid? Like, that's, that's a big risk to take. I don't know if I would have taken yeah, it. Would you? I would never have taken that risk. All right. That's one of the things that I didn't like so much in the movie. But the rest of it, we got to... Them actually going in time, Ant-Man coming back. That was so cool. Yeah. Going back to 2012, I liked the time travel. Yeah, I think they did it really true. well. I was always a little bit nervous about the time travel part, yeah. knowing that it's probably going to happen, but it was pretty good. Yeah. Um, another thing I didn't like is how uneven they write Thor. If you look at Thor and Thor 1, Thor 2, Thor 3, and now uh, in both Avengers movies and in this one, He's been written all over the place. He's not a consistent character in the way he's written. Would you agree with that? Yeah, I would agree. His personality is a complete change every time. Yeah, it's different from the first one, the second one, till the third one. And now even here. Like, they just keep changing it. So, I mean, some of the references were were a little out there. I mean, uh, what did you think of Professor Hulk? You know, him merging into himself. Becoming one. What did you think of that, Matt? I thought he did a good job. I think Mark Groffel. I think that was... I was a little nervous about that, but that was a cool character, I think, the way they did made him into it. It Making him smart. I think... Surprised he did they we didn't get much action with Hulk in this movie at all. I didn't see much action yeah, with Hulk. I didn't see much either. He didn't have a lot of action scenes. I mean in this movie it was lacking. For a three hour movie, it went very quick, but it was lacking a lot yeah. of action. Do you agree? Yeah. Until the last battle scene there was not yeah. a lot of action. Yeah, it went slow at first after an hour. After but the it, five years, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But it picked up quick. Quick towards the end. Well, Okay, so we're at the point where they went back in time. They got the stones. War Machine got a stone. Um, we, we're now at my first, my second biggest shocking thing, uh, Black Widow died. I was not expecting Black Widow to die, knowing that there will be a movie coming out eventually with her. Were you expecting Black Widow to I die? I was not expecting that at all. I knew someone had to get sacrificed for the soul. Had to get sacrificed, but I wasn't expecting... Did you think it was going to be Hawkeye? I thought it was going to be Hawkeye. I thought it was going to be either Hawkeye or Thor. Thor wasn't even there. Or... or, Thor um, was with Rocket. Yeah. So, um, that was a little shocking. But the final battle, when Thanos and the whole Nebula thing happened, remember, we're just going through a little bit of a review. We don't want to get too into it. But, um... When when Thanos comes, uh, time travels himself. I think that was epic. When Captain America, Thor, and Iron Man fight Thanos, I think that was one of the coolest battle scenes in the MCU. When Captain America picked up the hammer and he started going, I thought Thor was gonna die at that moment when he was about to. Thor or Captain America was gonna die. Uh, But I expect Iron Man. To die. Did you think that that was 
a crazy battle between them and how Captain America held his own. Yeah. And I think my favorite part of the movie was when they snapped and everyone started coming back. When Spider-Man, the Guardians, Doctor Strange, T'Challa, they all returned. I think that was... Black Panther. And then Captain Marvel came down. I think that is the best battle that the MCU has ever had. That was the most entertaining, fun battle I have ever seen. How about you, Matt? Yeah, that was the best scene of the movie. Then at the end, as we know, Iron Man has to snap to save. I think it was a good ending if they were going to kill someone off. I mean, I still it still hurts, though. You know, yeah. Iron Man was a good character. Yeah. Okay, so another plot hole I have is, okay, five years have passed, right? Yeah. Why is Peter Parker still in high school? Already you have Ant-Man's daughter, who's older, who's about the same age as Peter Parker. And as far as I knew, I thought Ned survived the snap. I thought they confirmed that Ned survived yeah. the snap. And Ned yeah. still in high school. So that was a little bit of a plot hole that I didn't understand. Yeah. And I didn't... And if anyone didn't realize, I, I didn't realize the first time I saw it, that that kid at Iron Man's funeral, that's the kid from Iron Man 3. The guy who, who goes like this, that's the kid from Iron Man 3. So, I mean, it was really nice to see everyone on screen. But, I mean, there was just too many endings at the end. It was hard to follow. And, I mean, overall, it was a good movie. The Chris Evans thing. So, pretty much, we're... we're so Captain America is still alive, so he could return as a mentor, as a different character, like a different actor. And I'm I'm glad about that, that we might still have more Captain America, just not Chris Evans. Do you agree? Yeah. Like, we know he gave the shield to Falcon, but um, he can still stay on as like a mentor to the team. Would you agree? Yeah, I agree. All right, so do we have any anything else to say about Avengers Endgame? Wow. All right. So at this point, we are now going to talk about our top five MCU characters. All right. So what we're going to do is we're going to give our... I'm going to give five, then he's going to give five, Matt's going to give five. And then we're going to talk about why we like them so much. And we're going to go all the way to one. And uh, that's, that's it. We'll, we'll start with uh, Matt Mangone on his number five. Song of five, I would say, is Spider-Man. And why Spider-Man number five? I do not like the actor who plays that as him. I think he does a terrible job. So why is he still your fifth favorite character? Why is he above, like, Drax or all those people? Why is he still above? Um... Because he's still in high school, like. Yeah. So he's saying it's pretty much, he's a fun character. Do you agree? Yeah. Sort of. So that's. So that is why Matt likes Spider-Man, because he's in high school and he's a fun character. Yeah, he's fun character. All right, so let's move on to my number five. My number five is Hulk. He wasn't going to make this list until they did the whole Professor Hulk thing, which I thought was really cool. I mean, they didn't really do Hulk well until Endgame, I think. I think after Endgame, they really made Hulk a good character. Um, he's fun to watch. And, who? I mean, he has some of the funniest scenes. 
throughout the yeah. whole MCU. So that is why Hulk is my number five. All right, Matt, your number four, please. Number four is Hulk. Okay, Matt, um, please explain. I think he does a lot of... funny scenes in Endgame. And, um, yeah. That's pretty much it. So you like him because he does a lot of funny scenes in Endgame? Yeah. Did you like him before Endgame? Yeah, I liked him before. He was still cool. Alright, my number four is Rocket Raccoon. My favorite Guardian. Definitely the one who's gotten the most screen time. Had a lot of plot development over the... His... His time on the MCU. And I... I don't know. He's just a really fun character to follow. So... I'm happy we get to see more of him. And that is it. Um, we're going to move on to number three for Matt. Number three is... Thor. And why is Thor your third favorite character? I liked... How he... Kills villains with his hammer. So you're saying you like him because he's a powerful Avenger and he's fun to watch. he's a powerful Avenger and he's entertaining to watch. Okay, my number three is the Black Panther. I think introducing him was awesome, especially him in Civil War. I think he was the best at Civil War. I mean, he was great in Black Panther. And even in this, that scene, like you... He's just such a fun character to watch, and his development uh, in the story is also very good. So that is why Black Panther is my number three. Number two for Matt is... Captain America. Matt, why is Captain America at number two? Because I like his abilities that he's it. I like how he... Kills enemies using his shield. And He's you a, like the actor, Matt? Yeah. And Chris think? Evans does a good job playing as Captain America. Okay, so that's Matt number two. My number two is Iron Man. I mean, who doesn't... Robert Downey Jr. started it all as Iron Man. Um, and... I just think his development... He's always fun to watch. Like, you're never bored when you see Iron Man on screen. So, I, I think in Infinity War, Iron Man's scenes were the best. So, that is why I have Iron Man at number two. Matt, you're number one. My number one is Iron Man. And why is Iron Man number one? Because he's fun to watch. And he's got a lot of powers. And um, Robert Downey Jr. does a good job playing as Iron Man. So, man, were you sad when he died? Yeah, I was very sad. I wasn't expecting that to happen. I knew someone was going to die towards the end. First, I thought it was going to be Thor. Or Captain America, but so, I didn't expect Iron Man to die. 
So Matt has, so Matt's favorite character is Iron Man. Okay, my favorite character of the MCU is Thor. And why is Thor my favorite? Well, you know, it is kind of funny how he hasn't had his writing wasn't good, but throughout the story. But I mean, he he's definitely the most powerful Avenger. I think he has some of the funniest scenes. I mean, he's he's just I don't know. He's just my favorite. Like. Him throughout the Avengers, I like he was Iron Man was until I want to say Thor Ragnarok, and Thor Ragnarok is still one of my favorite movies of the MCU. He like developed as a character, he was funny, so I just think Chris Helmsworth is a good actor. So Thor is my favorite MCU character. All right, that is it. Any last thoughts for your the movie section? All right, so that is it, guys. We are going to take a little break and return for our final segment. The anything segment. So, uh, thanks. And we'll see you in a little bit. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to News, Movies, and Anything, episode two. Um, we are going to continue with our final segment today, which is Royal Caribbean. We're going to review for our anything segment, Royal Caribbean Adventure of the Seas. So, just a little backstory. We did this last year for our graduation. Us and our five closest friends. We went on the Royal Caribbean Adventure of the Seas. We're going to go over what we thought about it, what we did, and we're going to say if we would go again and if we enjoyed it. So I'm going to start. So we went on Royal Caribbean Adventure of the Seas. This is uh, a cruise from New Jersey, from Bayonne, New Jersey, that we took. And um, it goes to different locations. It goes to the Caribbeans and the Bahamas and, and, the, and New England, Canada. So we ended up taking the seven night, yeah, seven night, right? Yeah, seven yeah, night, seven, seven night, um, adventure of the seas, uh, Bahamas. So just a quick overview: what we did is we got on, and we saw three islands. We saw Florida. Well, Florida's not an island, well, but it's not but it's we, we three three it's locations. We did three locations. We did Florida. We did. Um, the private island, I forgot the name of it, we did the private island, and we did Nassau, Bahamas. So, that's a quick overview of what we did. Now we're going to go into detail of what we liked about the cruise, the islands, what we liked about the islands, what we didn't like about the cruise, and what we didn't like about the islands. So we'll start with the cruise. Matt, did you, we'll start with the rooms. Matt, what did you like, did you like the rooms on the ship? I did. The beds were very comfortable. I got the best sleep there. Yeah, the, the boat, I mean, the rooms aren't big. No. I mean, I mean we got a balcony. We were in separate rooms. Small. We stayed, I stayed with Giuseppe. He stayed with his family, and I was jointed to my mom. But um, we went on the balcony every day. It was so nice to sit, sit right on the ocean. I think just yeah. sleep right, right on the balcony. That was great. When you would sleep, you would sleep so well because the ocean would kind of like rock you to sleep. Which was good. The beds were comfortable. The rooms weren't that big, but we didn't spend that much time in the rooms. So they're comfortable, but not too big. Yeah. We agree on that. Yeah. Okay. So let's go on to activities. Did you like the activities on board? Yeah, there was a lot of stuff to do. There was the pool, the hot tub. They had. They had game slides. shows. Trivia shows, I mean... There was a there basketball was court. court, there was a uh, 
Yeah, we we played dodgeball there. Dodgeball court. There was everything you can think of. There was many golfing. And there was activities like every hour. There were so many activities. Like yeah. you were never yeah. bored. Do you agree? Yeah. And it, it was, was it was definitely fun. I think it's definitely more fun when you have um people to go with, yeah. friends, because he did we did more. This is the this is my third fourth cruise, but my this is my favorite because I never went on Royal Caribbean, I only went on Carnival in Norwegian. And I liked Royal Caribbean much more. There was just more things to do on it. There was activities. It was more upscale. Um, and it didn't... There was a lot of people on the cruise, but it didn't feel like it was that packed. Would you agree? Yeah. Um, let's talk about the dining. So, Matt, what did you think of the food on Royal Caribbean? The food was great. Did you... It was delicious. Did you like the buffet? Yeah, the buffet was great. I liked the buffet, but I think the dinners were the best. In the main restaurant, I had everything that I got was amazing like i think this one also had the best food yeah would you agree yeah Yeah. by far this this restaurant this this restaurant had the best i mean every night it was it was very exciting to go every night dress up do you agree yeah to go i mean there was two formal nights so if you don't like dressing up you don't have to go those nights you could always go to the buffet or a specialty restaurant we didn't get the chance to do specialty restaurants because we just felt that the the regular restaurant had enough food for us to choose from so it was definitely fun. Do you agree? The, yeah, it was fun. With the with the restaurants. Um, also, it was very quick to get on and off the ship. They had a very good system to get us on and off. Uh, most ships that I've went on, it doesn't take that quick. We were on in like ten yeah. minutes. We were on and off the ship. They called their number. We came right off. And when they called us in, we went right in. It was very yeah. quick. Do you agree? Yeah, very fast. So. Next, we're going to talk about the islands. So, Florida, we tried to go to the beach. We got unlucky with the weather. So, we got poured on. It was raining very bad. So, I mean, there's not much we can say about that. I mean, we just got unlucky with the weather. The private island was beautiful. You got on the beach. The water was so warm. They served us food on the island because we, uh, we were... It was their island, so they had a buffet on the island, which was pretty good. Do you agree? Yeah. But that was just a leisure day. That was definitely one of the best beaches I've been to. Would you agree? Yeah. Okay. Anything else to add on a private island? Oh, it was, the island was beautiful. Water was warm. Let and us, if you haven't been there, then we it's definitely a good place recommend. To go. Yep, you can only go there if you take the cruise at the Royal. All right, so we're going to move on to our last island, and that was Nassau, Bahamas, Atlant- and we went to the water park Atlantis, which was definitely a beautiful water park. Would you agree, Matt? Yeah. They had... So what did you think of the water park, Matt? Water park was nice. There I d- were a lot of water slides. I definitely liked the the lazy river that they had, except there wasn't a lazy yeah. river. It had like rapids everywhere, yeah. and that and that was definitely really cool. So having to go through the rapids, did you enjoy that, man? Yeah, that was fun. So, do you think it was worth the price to go to the Atlantis water park? Yeah, I would say it's definitely I, worth. The I just price we didn't get everything done because we didn't have enough time. Do you agree? Yeah, we had enough time, but we still. Got to go on the lazy river and do, do a couple water, couple slide. water slides. We went through the shark the tank. Yeah, the shark tank. That was cool. 
So, I mean, overall, this was one of my favorite vacations of all time. Had all my friends there. Getting to, you know, because if you're eight, we're only 18, but you're allowed to gamble there, which was really cool. I mean, but I just think it was a great experience. One of my top vacations of all time. Would you agree, Matt? Yeah, that's definitely number one. So what I'm going to, so what we're going to do is we're going to give our final scores and if we would go again. Okay, to wrap it up. Um, I'm going to say A plus, and I would definitely go again. Except I would like to try a different location. Maybe not the Bahamas, but somewhere else. Matt? Yeah, I can say the same. An A+. Plus. And would you uh, go again, Matt? I would definitely 100% go again. So next year, to realist, we're going on another one for our associate degree graduation. We are going on the same ship that we lo- love so much. Except we're going to the Caribbeans. We're going to get to go to Five Islands, which is going to be really cool. Five Islands. And it's going to be a 10-day cruise. So we'll definitely make sure to re- uh, review that next year. But definitely going to be fun. Do you agree, Matt? Yeah. All right. So we're going to move on to our final segment, which is the conclusion, our final thoughts, wrap-up. Um, final thoughts about the news stories. Um, not surprised about Endgame doing so well. But Joe Biden is probably going to win the primary, but is not going to uh, win the general election. Um, Avengers Endgame was a good movie. I'd give it an A+. Yeah, same here. It, is it your favorite MCU movie of all time, Matt? Well, it's one of them. And what would you give I the would... score, Mute? I would give it a a minus. A minus. Our top five MCU characters, my favorite's Thor, Matt's favorite's Iron Man. And we loved Royal Caribbean Adventures of the Seas, and we would definitely go again. Yeah, definitely. All right. So um, thanks, guys, for watching uh, uh, episode two of News, Movies, and Anything, and we will be back next week for a brand new show. Thanks for watching.